healthcare system is broken, but it doesn't have to be. This is Revenue Cycle Optimized by Infinix Healthcare. We discuss the latest challenges in the revenue cycle space and provide actionable tips on how to overcome them at your organization. Welcome to Office Hours. Uh, my name is Kate Tingley, Director of Marketing here at Infinix. This week, we are joined by Laura Pata, our Director of Client Success and our Implementation Expert here at Infinix. This week, she's going to share her expertise on how to successfully onboard new revenue cycle technology um, and share some of her tips and tricks and best practices. So let's jump right in, Laura. What is the first place if a healthcare organization is looking to implement new technology, once they've identified a need, what's the first place to start? Well, um, hi everyone. Um, thank you for joining today. For, um, in my opinion, I mean, what we see here at Infinix is you wanna find a potential partner that can help your company solve their current pain points and their needs. If, for example, you know, if you guys are seeing staffing shortages, high denial rates, loss of revenue, turnaround times, being sure that you find a technology vendor that can actually address those specific pain points. Definitely do your homework, create an internal team to research various vendors to find out um, which ones can actually solve your needs versus just one, you know, so you just want to make sure everything's addressed. Get, uh, definitely ask for references. I mean, this is something that's very common, but make sure that you get references from their current clients. I also recommend uh, um, implementing a pilot program. This is something that we do here in Infinix and it actually is, it's, it makes the process much more efficient. It makes, you know, it gives confidence to our clients that basically once you know, you can try before you buy, basically. Definitely make sure you do a thorough product training for all of your staff members that are using the technology. Um, and then, you know, implement two weeks for user acceptance training. So I, I feel between all of those points, those are the most critical, but those are kind of the things that you want to ask as a starting point as you start to look for potential partners, future partners. Great. What questions should you ask potential tech partners as you're evaluating different vendors and options? Um, so similar to what I, I said before, but you want to make sure you're at least ask if they offer a pilot period. Some don't. Um, again, you know, just try before you fully commit to a long-term contract. Um, I recommend asking how long the company has been around for, what's their experience within the industry, um, what type of product and implementation support do they offer? Do they have, will they be assigned a customer success manager or an account manager for the lifetime of their duration at the, or their services? You know, how are you guys able to access the data that is provided from the technology and who can access it? Sometimes that's a, that's a stalling point if they're not able to actually get the data from the technology. So make sure that there's a way and you kind of vet out that process. How efficiently can they scale and at what cost is that? So what's the pricing structure? What happens if you start off with this and then you decide to increase volume or you decide to um, add additional features or services, you know, what, what, how do they scale? Another critical one for HIPAA, you know, the HIPAA and PHI data, you know, what are their security protocols that they have in place? You know, what, what certifications do they have? You know, back to the Linux analytics portion, you know, getting the data, how, how do you guys, how do they offer the real-time access to their dashboards? How do they get access? You know, what, what's the process to getting those analytics? 
Definitely for technology, keywords are automation, AI, and machine learning for any technology company. And it's a good question to see how they actually use that data and how those features are being implemented within the technology. And then one other one is like, if you're integrating with an EMR, which a lot of our clients do, they have us integrate directly with their EMRs, but have they done it previously? Obviously, if you've done it prior, then it's a much quicker implementation process. If if it's the first time integrating with the new EMR or whatever billing system you guys have, then it might take longer. So just setting those expectations prior um, was always helpful. Those are great ideas. Definitely check on the EMR. That's, that's an important one. Who from your, the organization do you recommend getting involved in the vetting process? I think we've all probably been through scenarios where comes down to ready to sign the contract and all of a sudden the department pops up and says, wait, <laughs> you know, I need to be involved in this. So yes. who do you recommend um, gets involved from the beginning um, to make that sales process seamless? So I think even from the beginning of the sales cycle, you know, make sure that all of your questions are answered, include buy-ins and feedback from definitely from the C-level suite executives to get them to support and see the revenue potential that they'll be getting. Um, that internal SMEs, anyone who's working on the process directly and has identified the gaps and pain points within the current uh, workflows. So it's like your patient access managers, your rev cycle teams, and then... Um, definitely your internal IT group. So those are pretty critical. Usually at some point in time, all three will be part of an onboarding process for any healthcare technology. Great, thanks. Uh, what onboarding information do you recommend um, making sure is clear? What information should they be getting before they sign a contract? Definitely data. I mean, data is key here. Um, you want data from your current data trends, like, you know, what are your current denial rates? What's your turnaround times? What's your approval rates? There's so many different ways that we can capture the data, but definitely in the, depending on which side, if you're talking about the front end or the back end, but like, for example, patient access, you know, making sure that we get all of the facility information, your payer information, all the physicians ahead of time, knowing what your current denial rates are, knowing what your current turnaround times are, or any of those key pain points. So that way the vendor is able to show the true ROI of the solution. Um, definitely on the revenue cycle. So if we're doing any AR work or coding or billing, it's recommended that you send at least your last 12 to 24 months of billing data in order to get started. So those are the most critical, obviously data. What are the biggest mistakes? Because we've all seen that happen. So what are the biggest mistakes folks make when they're onboarding new revenue cycle technology? Yes. So definitely mistakes happen all the time. I mean, no one's perfect. No technology is perfect. There's always going to be some maybe little hiccup or whatever it is. But if there's lack of an onboarding process and a comprehensive data intake, then that can definitely delay things or it might skew some of the the process, the onboarding process. Um, I know everyone's in a rush to onboard, but rushing leads to those mistakes. So making sure that everything's done thoroughly, that you guys invested enough time to onboard correctly and efficiently the first time, um, that will definitely help streamline the workflow. Sometimes, um, you know, lack of an understanding from your internal processes and core understanding of the, what the expectations are can lead to possible, I hate saying mistakes, but um, can lead you down a dark hole if you don't address them right away. Definitely not engaging everyone within your staff. So making sure that there's open lines of communication, everyone from your side of the perspective in terms of IT, your SMEs, all those people are communicating and engaged and they understand what the purpose of your technology is supposed to do and how it's supposed to help streamline or make it more efficient or help automate. You know, 
not monitoring the data you know from the very beginning as soon as you go live not watching the progress not training your staff correctly or focusing or sometimes it's just focusing some some get too tied up with the cost versus what the real benefits of the technology solution is so there's various ways that this could go but i, I definitely recommend just making sure that you have you know clear understanding from everyone internally on your team as well as you know open communication lines with the onboarding team and the implementation team and really focus on the UAT weeks because those are the most critical. I mean, that's kind of like when you go through each of the process, making sure all the data is aligning, the integrations are complete, that there's no issues with the, the software that you're using. So those are the critical steps. Great advice. You do this all the time, right? You do onboarding yeah. every day. What are your best practices for a smooth transition and go live? Yes. So we always like to get current pain points. We want to understand why you look for the solution so that we can provide you the best ROI. So our best practices is we definitely want to get as much information as possible in terms of what your current data trends are. Definitely making sure that your internal resources are aligned with the goals around the purpose of the implementation. So making sure that, you know, we're all on the same page, we're working for the same goals. Um, again, I'm not going to keep, I hate to keep reemphasizing this, but the importance of the UAT weeks, that user accepted testing weeks are critical um, and being able to provide as much feedback as possible. Um, it's definitely a, it's, it's definitely a team effort on both ends. I mean, it, there's a lot of, in terms of when you onboard, it's, a, it's an investment. So we want to make sure that it, it gets, it, we started off correctly. Going back to communication, making sure that there's engagement from not only your SMEs, but from your IT groups. If you're doing an implementation with an EMR and you're trying to integrate with your EMR with a software, making sure that the EMR is engaged as well. Sometimes, you know, even from an influence point of view, when um, we're trying to do the integration with an EMR, sometimes we need the client to help push the process along a little bit. We just need a little bit of help making sure that we set the right expectations and what the outcomes will be. And then here at Infinix, you know, we use uh, like a customer success project management tool to track all onboarding tasks and deliverables for both the client and ourselves to make sure that we stay, you know, on track, making sure that we meet our timelines and our deliverables and that, that nothing falls through the cracks. So those are kind of what we maintain. And that's what we do here internally, like when we onboard new clients. And it, it seems to be something that is critical for any client, anywhere, for any technology company that you go with. That's all I have on that, <laughs> but best practice. Right. For sure. <laughs> Those are all great. Those are all great. A couple of good, really good points in terms of it's a team effort, meaning both sides. <laughs> That's critical. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. not only from the client perspective, but, you know, internal teams. And then again, if you're integrating, it's really, it's really important to just make sure everyone's on the same page because one could be thinking one thing and then the other is thinking something else. And if you guys aren't all aligned, then obviously we can go sideways. I also really appreciate what you said about getting on board in terms of goals um, from the beginning. I think a lot of times that can be, folks can lose sight of that with all of the, the implementation stuff, but making sure everybody's on the same page in terms of goals and setting expectations from the get-go. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I said, we always like to understand the companies. Why are they looking for a solution? Like, what is the main reason? Is it, for example, for patient right. access, if it's prior authorization, is it, are they high denial rates? Are, you know, you guys, I mean, it's an industry trend these days is where no one has staff. So it's like, how, how can we help? And how is our product going to help you guys and make it the best investment for you all? And that's how we define our success. 
such, such an important point. All right. Got through that pretty quickly. Um, those are all the questions <laughs> I have for you. So I want to okay. take some time and open it up and see if anybody on the call has questions. Feel free to use the Q&A box and, or the chat box and we will we can get those answered for you. All right. I don't see anything, but as I think I say every week, if you get off the call, questions come to mind. Don't hesitate to reach out. We're always here to help get questions answered. So if something pops up, shoot me an email and we'll get it answered for you. Thanks everybody for joining today. Hope you got some, some good information for your next technology onboarding process. And thank you, Laura, for sharing your words of wisdom with us and hope to see everybody back here next week. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to get notified when our next episode is online. For more information for how we can help you increase reimbursements at your company, check out our website at infinix.com. That's I-N-F-I-N-X dot com.